Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Did you catch it yesterday? The View? Don Trump Jr., who I I think the world of, uh, he's just been doing a great job, just filleted the hosts on The View. So much misinformation put out there by Joy Behar, Sonny Hostin, and the other far-left liberals on The View panel. Folks, I'm going to get to that. I've got a lot more, including Marie Ivanovich, the Ukraine fake impeachment scandal, our old ambassador to Ukraine. The whole story is just imploding now. This thing is just a complete disaster for the Democrats. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Fine, well, sir. Well, it's Friday, and I forgot it last yes, week. Yes, sir. I heard it. Yeah. You did, yeah, which did. was a huge catastrophic <laughs> error in judgment. I'm sorry we may have to reevaluate our, our business relationship. <laughs> you have to, of course. Monday, I'm kidding. You know? <laughs> I forget a lot of stuff, including my opening story yesterday, which was clearly labeled number one, and I started with number two. Two, job, not man, one. Yo. So no worries, my friend. All right, let's get right to it. Today's show brought to you by buddies at Bravo Company Manufacturing. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are in the market for a rifle or a pistol and you are not checking out Bravo Company Manufacturing first, you are making an enormous, huge mistake. I have two of these rifles. They are absolutely spectacular. Precision equipment fires right on target every single time. Reliable. This is a a, just one of the the, the best rifles I've ever had the pleasure of having my hands on. And believe me, in my experience in law enforcement um, and in federal law enforcement, I've seen a lot of them. Bravo Company Manufacturing Manufacturing is my first choice. Folks, they make life-saving equipment because owning a rifle is an awesome responsibility and building rifles is no different. Bravo Company Manufacturing was started in a garage by a Marine veteran more than two decades ago. That's right. BCM, Bravo Company Manufacturing, builds a professional-grade product built to combat standards. Let me be clear on this. This is not a sporting arms company. If you're looking for sporting arms, fine. That's great. That's terrific. That's not Bravo. Bravo designs, engineers, and manufactures life-saving equipment, the finest rifles out there because the company, Bravo Company Manufacturing, assumes that when one of their rifles leaves their shop, it'll be used in, God forbid, a life-or-death situation by a responsible citizen, law enforcement, or one of our military personnel. Every single component of a BCM rifle is hand-assembled and tested by Americans here in Heartland, Wisconsin, to a life-saving standard. Bravo Company Manufacturing always puts people before their products, folks. To learn more about this terrific company, Bravo Company Manufacturing, head on over to bravocompanymfg.com. Like Mary, Frank, George, bravocompanymfg.com. You can discover more about their products, special offers, and upcoming news. That's bravocompanymfg.com or check out their YouTube channel, youtube.com slash bravocompanyusa. You will not regret it. All right, folks, let's go. Nice. The starting bell. Yeah. So here we go. Don Trump Jr., who, again, I I really think the world of he is a strong conservative and he does not back down from a fight ever. Remember the new rules show? One of our most listened to shows ever. We I don't know, about a year ago. Who knows? Oh, yeah. Um, Where I talked about how, listen, the new rules are twisted sister style. You know, we're not going to take it. We're done with that. We're not going to sit back anymore. Well, I've got to stop singing by this is like a new thing. And I don't know what it is in my head. I always love this, even though I'm a terrible, awful, the worst singer in the world. And lately, so I've just been singing on the show because I enjoy it. I it's really do it. Joe's so a bad. actually talented singer, unlike yeah. me. Yeah, I'm horrible. It's not bad. Yeah, go ahead. Have fun. That, well, that yeah. But thank you for that. I appreciate that. You're very nice. But with D. Snyder style, we have to stop taking this liberal nonsense and we have to start throwing punches back. And the reason we have to implement the new rules, which is don't take any more of their junk or their garbage, ladies and gentlemen, is because when you're on a show like The View, which has millions, and I mean millions of viewers, oh, yeah. whether we like it or not, populated on a panel full of liberals, I mean, 
hard radical leftists. This stuff permeates into the national conversation if you don't hit back right away. What do I mean? Well, yesterday, Don Jr. promoting his new book, Triggered, which is excellent. Did a little promo for that uh, yesterday, the day before. Don Jr. was being hit about his, the character of his father, obviously President Trump. Right. And Don Jr. is like, wait, 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 wait. Time out. We're talking about like character issues here. He's like, my dad's made mistakes like anyone else. You know, we're all sinners, right? But what about you guys or ladies? Check this out, and I'm going to expose them for who they really are when we come back. Country like that. Do you understand we, we, that? We've all, we've all done like things. They don't like the battle We've all done things that we regret. I mean, if we're talking about bringing a discourse down, Joy, you've worn blackface. Whoopi. No, you said I'm that sorry, Roman I'm Polanski. Sorry, I'm sorry, and don't. You, if you, you said do that it. Roman Polanski, it wasn't rape rape. When he raped a child. So let's, oh, let's okay. talk about so, yeah, no, let's things. talk about on, this. So you want to bring this up? The yeah. question came up. I did not about, go in blackface, please. No, she was not in blackface. Thank you. Sorry. Listen, being black, I recognize blackface. This okay. I can say. Okay. I know what well, that's that's me up on yeah. that. So now that you now that you now that you've broken this piece of ice, because I guess this is the fight you wanted. It's not the fight yeah, I wanted. But if we're because talking about you, character, if we're talking about these are things. Are you questioning my character? I'm not no, questioning your character. I'm talking about okay. you're questioning my father's character. I'm and not, I say I, I'm we sorry, all have I didn't question things. anybody. I simply mm-hmm. said that when you're talking about that your father's taking more heat than anybody else, that it's not so. Instead, as a president, and when, yes, Come as on, a president, uh, yes, ridiculous. he's getting pressed. I think he's I think a president. president. Part five took a lot more heat than your father has taken at his hand. Right. Right. Uh, Name right. a president right. who's taken wait, more wait. heat than Everybody my father. Everybody stop! Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Fireworks! Holy moly! Good for Donnie J on that one. Nice work, Don Jr. By the way, uh, I have this photo of Joy Behar. Joy Behar, I didn't wear a blackface. Uh, what are you talking about? Wasn't me. Um, you sure? I have an article up in the show notes today. At legal, the, the legal insurrection. But, uh, Joy Behar, by the oh. way, describing herself in this photo as, I believe, a beautiful African woman. Listen, folks, this is a liberal thing, okay? This fascination <laughs> with going into people's past and canceling them. It's not a conservative thing. I would have never seen that Joy Behar photo or even been concerned about Joy Behar's photo if the left didn't have a fascination with cancel culture. These are their rules. So Joy Behar, I didn't wear blackface. Um, Okay, whatevs, you're just lying. You're just making that up. And then Whoopi, by the way, did make those horrendous comments about Roman Polanski. She did make those comments. Again, it's not me as a conservative, ladies and gentlemen, fascinated into going into people's past and ruining their lives. It's not me nor Joe, nor Paula, nor anyone else associated with this production. People make mistakes. They do things. They say things. It's the left that's fascinated with this. So it's crazy that they want to hold Donald Trump to that standard where everything in the past is indicative of his character now, but not for Whoopi and not for Joy. Good for them. Folks, it did not end there. No. Shockingly. No, it didn't. No. Again, Joe gets to cheat and see the clips beforehand. Yeah. The stupidity and the lying on the panel of you actually gets worse. So lie number one, Joy Bayer, I didn't wear blackface. You actually described yourself as kind of wearing blackface. There's the photo. It's not doctored. Whoopi, although she didn't deny the Polanski comments, 
She says, I'm not attacking Trump's character. You were attacking his character. And then when it got turned on you, you didn't like it. Oh, too bad. So sad. But it didn't end there. Here's the panelists on The View claiming they weren't interested in Trump's impeachment when right after he got elected to office, despite the fact that the video evidence, which you'll see at the end of this, I want you to listen to the audio. First, it's The View Mm -hmm. and Kimberly Guilfoyle challenges them and says, you guys were talking about impeachment like the day after his election. Mm -hmm. Like, no, we weren't. And then you'll hear at the end them talking about impeachment the day after the election because they're liars. Check this out. But nevertheless, when you look at the facts and you look at the circumstance, you look at, in fact, even on this show, the first day after the election, they said, and now let's start with impeachment. This has been something that's been going. It's been a concerted effort by a lot of people who are disappointed by the results of the election to undo it and remove a duly elected president of the United States, number one. Number two, when you look, well, it was on oh, the show on November 9th. No, actually, it wasn't. He's not going to do anything We're still, he says. Well, if he doesn't, we can kick his ass out. He's going to build a wall. <laughs> you know, there is such a thing called impeachment, you know, but, but you know, look, we still have to put food on the table. We still yeah. have to go to work every day. We still have to feed our kids. Hmm. Um, okay. <laughs> Again, we weren't talking about impeachment. And as you can hear with that audio video clip at the end, that was Whoopi Goldberg talking about impeachment. We can kick his ass out. Again, they're just like, I don't even, uh, folks, it's so easy. Uh, again, the problem with this, why must we address this on a show where I'm genuinely concerned about high quality facts and content and giving you good arguments? Because folks, this stuff permeates into the general political ecosystem because some of the people watching The View, not all, are only marginally interested in politics, but will vote in the presidential election based on false information. Aye. As if Whoopi Goldberg and Joy Behar are credible accounts of even what they've covered. I didn't wear blackface. You did. We didn't cover impeachment. You did. You're liars. Now, let's get to more of the substantive stuff on there. That was kind of a teaser because there's more. I'm not going to play a video for this, but at one point, I mean, I got more from the show, but in the interest of time, at one point, Sonny Hostin, obviously one of the worst lawyers in America, uh, claims to be a lawyer. I guess she is. I I don't know. She claims to be a lawyer. But she says at one point that Donald Trump Jr. broke the law, committed a felony by retweeting a tweet about suspected whistleblower Charamella. Charamella. Yeah. Not supposed to say that. Charamella, <laughs> that Donald Trump broke the law. Here's a piece by The Federalist by Chrissy Clark. Be it show notes today. Please read them. Go to my newsletter, Bongino.com. Drop down menu, subscribe. I'll send these right to you. The View host, Sonny Hostin, falsely claims Don Jr. tweeting whistleblower identity is a crime. And she says, I'm a lawyer. I know better. I'm a lawyer. Well, from The Federalist piece, she might be one of the worst lawyers in America because, quote, Don Trump Jr. is correct. The federal whistleblower statute requires only the intelligence community inspector general. That's not Don Jr., by the way. He is not the ICIG. That's correct. To keep a whistleblower's <laughs> identity confidential, unless the ICIG determines it's necessary to disclose. No other government official, including the president, by the way, is required to protect the anonymity of a whistleblower. There is no such statute that exists. <laughs> the verdict is in. Sonny, you're a crap lawyer. 
She's like, I'm a lawyer. I have a legal degree. Obviously not. Do you have a reading comprehension degree? Um, you may want to try. You may want to re-enter law school. Maybe one of those online law schools or whatever. Hey, I went to a business school at Penn State. A lot of it was all. It was really hard. You know, I think it was harder than the brick and mortar. You may want to try one of those. You get to stay at home, do your view stuff, take a basic, you know, uh, reading is fundamental class. Apparently you didn't read the statute or your basic reading (laughs) comprehension skills are that of a third grader because no such statute exists. So again, Joy did wear blackface, self-described. Whoopi's lying about there was no impeachment talk on the show. And Honey Sonny uh, Hostin is one of the worst lawyers in America who can't read basic legal statutes, despite humiliating herself in front of a national audience. But it doesn't matter. Because Sonny Hostin accomplished her goal. Yeah. And her goal was, you know where I'm going with this, was to get into the political ecosystem, the idea that Don Trump Jr. broke the law by tweeting an article he didn't even write about alleged whistleblower Charamella, his name. It's just false. It's just, she just made it up. But again, 90% of the people watching that show are only marginally interested in politics. Well, now believe that. Did you hear Don Trump Jr. committed a felony? Yeah, which one? Uh, there you go. 27 USC 6046. Dude, you just made that up. There's no such statute. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Everyone else believes it. Matter. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Gosh, if you're not listening to this show, I'm telling you, you are so grossly misinformed. It's incredible. Why are you writing notes over there? You make me nervous when you start writing notes. What are you writing? Oh, she starts writing notes. I get nervous. Paul, like I screwed something up. (laughs) You know, there's always that note taker in your What's he doing? Why is he writing notes over there? Yeah, time time go. This gets gets better. This is a really short one, but it gets better. Here is one of the worst lawyers in America, Sonny Hostin. Reading is fundamental, Sonny. Um, this is about a five-second clip of her suggesting. This gets really good. I want to hat tip Ryan Savidra at the Daily Wire, by the way, for picking out a lot of this stuff. These were a lot of his clips, so hat tip to him. This is a five-second clip of Sonny Hostin. I, I can't believe, by the way, we're addressing this again. Mm. I, can't, I really, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, Deeply sorry to America for having to constantly correct liberal stupidity, but it's necessary. Here's Sonny Hostin falsely claiming that the transcript is, she doesn't believe it's an actual transcript. Check this one out. Um, um, I, I want to talk about the, the, the memo of the call because I don't believe it's a transcript. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I the can't follicle. take this stupid anymore. <laughs> I can't, dude. I can't take I it. I have only tweeted this Fox News article out and put this on the show. What, Joe? Five times now? What, Ten times? Who, who knows? Uh-huh. I, I mean, Joe, even Joe. Joe knows the article verbatim at this point. <laughs> Joe can recite the whole article. <laughs> Here we go again. Sonny Hassan. It's not a transcript. It's a memo. Whistleblower wrote memo after learning of Ukraine call, saying White House official called it crazy and frightening. This is the article of Fox News. From the article. Inside the article. I can't believe we're doing this again. The whistleblower memo for Sonny. Let me read this twice. I know you have reading issues here. The whistleblower memo appeared to rebut criticism that the White House transcript was notes or a summary, writing that the, quote, standard practice was that the White House Situation Room produces a word-for-word transcript that memorializes the call. Oh. 
Uh, so Sonny claims to be a lawyer, can't read basic legal statutes. She just fabricated one out of thin air that Don Trump Jr. committed some kind of mystical felony. Then she says, I don't believe it's a transcript. I'm going to call it a memo. Maybe you, you maybe you should have that out in like a UFC match or something with the yeah. actual whistleblower then because the whistleblower disputes your account that it's not a transcript stating it's standard practice to produce a word-for-word transcript. But stunningly, this actually got worse on The View. Again, folks, it doesn't matter because the liberals, the radical nutbags, and the people who are only marginally interested at best in politics will believe all of this. Yeah. That, oh, no, no, Sonny Hostin said it's a memo. Okay, the whistleblower didn't. It goes on. Then, Sonny, at one point, they, they flip up on the screen their transcript that I'm using air quotes. Here's what they put up on the screen, the view. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it's interesting here how they put up this, 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 this cut and edited version of the transcript. They just said wasn't a transcript, was a memo, although it was. And then they do what, Joe? They go and edit it. And what they do is they mm. include on the top part the, uh, the, the Trump statement, hey, I'd like you to do us a favor because our country's been through a lot. And they cut out a whole swath, nearly 500 words, and they make it seem like when Trump is asking mm. for a favor, that he's asking for the favor about Biden in relation to the, uh, the javelin stuff and the, the uh, Ukraine military defense. Yeah. Now, reading it's irrelevant. The point here, because there is no quid pro quo, I'm not going to hammer that. We've been talking about that. For, it's not in the transcript. End of story. Period. Full stop. Thank you. The point here is Sonny Hostin, Horrendous lawyer just goes on to tell Donald Trump in a lie that it's not a transcript, it's a memo. And then, unbelievably, their staff edits the actual transcript into a memo, making it seem like something it's not. Hat tip Ryan Savidra, by the way. Here's the actual transcript and what they cut out. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, there is a big, huge section surrounded by a red perimeter that's too big to even fit on our screen yeah. of all of the words they cut out of the transcript Most to edit it to make it look like the memo Sonny Hostin falsely claimed yeah. was a memo, but was actually a transcript before Sonny and the team edited it to make it look like a memo that said something it didn't. Yeah, it's a full page. Man. <laughs> it doesn't even fit on the screen, folks. No. <laughs> For our audio listeners, all you need to know is there's a big, huge 500-word yeah. segment that was cut out of the transcript on The View to make it look like something it isn't. That would be like saying, Sonny Hostin, you admitted, Dan, to stating you robbed the bank, the amalgamated bank and Myrtle Avenue in Queens. Uh -huh. Meanwhile, the statement they edit out, I had nothing to do with robbing the bank, an amalgamated bank. And they, did, and they get rid of the had nothing to do part. Yeah. You can make anything sound like anything when you edit it into a memo. Oh, folks, the stupid is strong with this crew. And people believe it. The sad part is, folks, people believe it. Now, thankfully, our audience has grown substantially enough, well into the hundreds of millions per week now, that although we may not be competitive on the numbers daily with The View, our weekly audience and through our social media penetration and elsewhere, we're starting to make a real dent here. I'm noticing it because I follow on Twitter what goes on with our show. We do a little micro-targeting there. We're starting to change the narrative, and it's all due to you. It is. I'm just one person talking in a microphone. But the fact that you all 
have been able to magnify my information. It's not my, the information and share it has been really helpful. And I want to sincerely thank you for it. All right. I've got a really, really loaded show today. I've got a lot more. Another big story by John Solomon, including a major breaking story by Tucker Carlson last night. I want to get to that, but it's important. I got another sponsor today. Brickhouse Nutrition, ladies and gentlemen, this is one of my original sponsors. They have been with me from the beginning. Why have they been with me from the beginning? I spoke to the, the guy who owns the company, Miles, a long time ago when I was running for Congress, as a matter of fact. And he's talking, he's like, hey, I want to send you some of this stuff. Check it out. Um, you know, so I, I picked up a bottle, bought a bottle from him of this Brickhouse Nutrition Foundation product, and it was great. I loved it. It is a creatine ATP blend. Later on, um, after so he was like, listen, I'd love to sponsor the show. He's been with us from the beginning. And why? Because I love this product. Brickhouse Nutrition has a product called Foundation. Now, folks, it is a creatine ATP blend, which is the equivalent of like two gas tanks, extra gas tanks in the gym. You have your own gas tank, and you have a gas tank strapped on your back and a gas tank on that. You can go all day. Help you look better, perform better, feel better. I love this product. Joe loves it. Little Joe loves it. Everybody loves it. True story. My nephew, I gave him a bottle one time. It's that good of a product. He wanted to drive up from Fort Lauderdale to come pick up another bottle of this stuff. It's that good. Now, if you don't think, you know, if you're skeptical, and you should be, I love skepticism. It works for me, especially with a lot of these sponsors. You have to be skeptical because I know it works. Skeptical people become the biggest advocates. Pick up a bottle of foundation today. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. And take the seven-day mirror test. What do I mean by that? Look in the mirror now. Check it out. See how you look, right? You got to take like snapshots or anything. I know it's a selfie generation. Take a mental snapshot of what you look like. Come back seven days later. Check it out again. You're going to be impressed. I promise. You are going to look a whole lot better. The product is that good. It's called Foundation. It's available at BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Check it out. Highly, highly recommend it. All right. Back to the show. So John Solomon seemingly every week, you know, blows up another fake narrative on the left about Ukraine and Spygate. He's just yeah. been doing great work here. I'll have this story up at the show notes. He's got a new website, John Solomon Reports. Uh, November 7, 2019, John Solomon, testimony bombshell. The Obama administration tried to partner with Hunter Biden's Ukrainian gas firm, but was blocked over corruption concerns. Oh, no. The Obama <laughs> administration, which he had nothing to do with Hunter Biden, Joe. Joe Biden's kid. He Joe, he was doing his own thing at yeah. Burisma while the VP was over there as the point man on Ukraine dealing with natural gas, which Hunter Biden's company, which he sat on the board on, was a natural gas company. No, no, they were unrelated. They were paying for Hunter Biden's good looks or his massive amount of expertise in natural gas uh, in Ukraine, of, of which he had exactly zero, uh, none. <laughs> they were clearly at this point paying for Hunter Biden's access. If you watch yesterday's show, you would have already figured that out because people representing Burisma were emailing the State Department saying, hey, look, we got Hunter Biden on our team. Um, OK, why would they include that if they weren't trying to leverage the last name Biden? Again, if you're a liberal, none of this makes sense, or it does, and you're just blatantly ignoring it because you're really not that bright. I'm sorry. I don't know any other way to tell you. Now we find out that although we've been told in the myth-making factory on the left that they had this had nothing, Biden, Hunter Biden's kid, Joe, it was a totally separate thing and nothing to do with the Obama administration, we find out, number one, that a State Department official, quote, who served in the U.S. Embassy in, in Kiev, told Congress that the Obama administration 
tried in 2016 to partner with the Ukrainian gas firm that employed Hunter Biden, but the project was blocked over corruption concerns. Wow, isn't that special? So there was going to be an Obama-USAID joint project with this company under investigation for corruption after Hunter Biden got his spot on the board there? Crazy how that happened. Weird. Crazy time. Amazing. How that keeps happening, and yet the Obamas and the Bidens were supposed to know nothing about the other Biden and his operation over there, his money-making machine he was making over at Burisma. Now, that's one thing. And I, I got a second screenshot because there's another huge takeaway from this. But I want to bring up one additional point on this. Regular listeners to the show, you already know a lot of this, but this is important. Folks, I'm telling you the media's primary interest always in their defense of the Democrat Party broadly, is to very specifically defend Obama no matter what. Obama is the god of the Democrat Party, small g. They love him, they adore him, and so does the media. The Obama legacy can never be dismantled. It can't. No matter what, the media has to defend Obama to the end. He's popular in the Democrat Party. The media are Democrats. They can't have... The Ronald Reagan of the left, and I, that's a horrible enough because Reagan was actually a good president, but yeah. I'm, I'm saying in popularity, please right. get what I'm trying to say. The Ronald Reagan of the left, they can't have his legacy dismantled. Why? 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 Because we haven't had a more radical far left president in our time for two terms. And if Obama is dismantled and his legacy is dismantled, liberalism will collapse with it. We know the media is populated by radical far leftists. Does that make sense? What does that yeah. have to do with this? Yeah, it made sense. Folks, the reason they protect Biden and Clinton and others, I, I, obviously they're Democrats first. That's why they're protecting him. Right. But the reason they are so vigorously now trying to hide all this is because there's always, always a tie to Obama. Spygate. Remember the, the tweets and the texts? Yeah. The whole Spygate spying scandal on Trump. The White House is running this. POTUS, the president of the United States, wants to know everything to know. we're doing. Yeah. John Brennan, I coordinated this with the White House. Andy McCabe's emails. Hey, we're going over the White House. We should speak with one voice. Remember that? Yeah. Spygate is about protecting Obama because when Obama collapses, the entire liberal machine collapses because Obama was the most liberal president we've ever had. This is important, critical. On the Hillary Clinton email scandal. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, a lot of these press people who are diehard radicals don't even like Hillary. Their primary purpose for defending Hillary Clinton is because in Hillary Clinton's email scandal, who did she email? Oh, that's right. Barack Obama, who lied on TV and said, I didn't know anything about the email. I found out about it from the media. You did. That's crazy because you had that BlackBerry you used to check emails on. Remember that one? Yeah, I do. And in order for an email to get through on that BlackBerry... Yeah. White House Communications Agency, WACA and elsewhere, had to produce a whitelist, the opposite of a blacklist, a whitelist of emails that are approved. You can't just email the president. He'd get spammed, be spied on. Who put Hillary Clinton's private email on the whitelist to access Obama's BlackBerry so he could see it? And who told WACA, the White House Communications Agency, to do that? Somebody did. But I thought Obama only heard about that from the press. No worries there, folks. Now we find out the Burisma scandal with Hunter Biden. We've been told that has nothing to do with Obama. They didn't know. Really? Supposedly there was a partnership now between you, USAID, and a company under investigation for corruption that just hired Biden? Wow, is this going to get interesting when they see more of these emails coming out? Mm. Yes. 
All right, there's a second major takeaway from John Solomon's piece. Again, be in my show notes at Bongino.com. Um, please check it out. It's my other. Quote, this is the same source Solomon has. But he confirmed this, excuse me, this is George Kent. George Kent, who was a State Department official in Ukraine. Kent confirmed that the U.S. Embassy did, in fact, on several occasions, exert pressure on Lutsenko, he's the equivalent of the Ukrainian attorney general, about people and groups the American government did not want to see pursued for investigations or prosecution. Wait, 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 hold on. Come on. I, were we all told there was no do not prosecute list? Joe, yeah. you and I were called conspiracy. They're conspiracy theorists. Yeah. The Ukrainian uh, embassy for the United States. We put out, by the way, a very long time ago, we were all over this case based on high quality sourcing, that Marie Yovanovitch, our ambassador, our ambassador in Ukraine, and George Kent and others may have been involved. There were allegations out there in a do not prosecute scheme where they gave a list of connected people, mm -hmm. connected people to the Ukrainian government said, do not prosecute them. We were told clearly by the hack left-wing media, that's a conspiracy theory. Really? Because Kent just confirmed it in a sworn testimony. Oh, he goes on, Solomon. For instance, this is why folks don't even pay any attention to left-wing media. It's a total scam. He goes on. Kent acknowledged signing an April 2016 letter that asked the Ukrainian prosecutor's office to stand down an investigation of several nonprofits that received U.S. aid, including the Anti-Corruption Action Center of Ukraine or ANTAC. Oh, who else? ANTAC. Who's associated with ANTAC who the Obama administration is saying do not prosecute through George Kent and Yovanovitch in the Ukrainian embassy? Oh, Kent also confirmed my reporting that ANTAC was jointly funded by the State Department and one of their liberal mega donors, George Soros' foundation. It's all a conspiracy theory, Joe. Yeah. You realize nothing we've, I'm telling you, nothing. Zero. Zilch. Nada. Nothing we've told you on the show that the liberals claim is a conspiracy theory has been confirmed as a conspiracy theory. It's been confirmed as fact. If you are watching the mainstream media, The View and elsewhere, you are, understand this. You are getting 24-7, 365 Bleach baths in liberal propaganda. Nothing they told you was true. I warned you about the do not prosecute list. And how Marie Yovanovitch, who is now a saint on the left, our former Ukrainian ambassador, who allegedly was bad-mouthing Trump and mm -hmm. telling the Ukrainians vis-a-vis -vis, uh, George Kent's testimony to not prosecute big-time connected people connected to liberal megadonors. We were told that's all a conspiracy theory. Yovanovitch is to be beatified Saint Yovanovitch tomorrow. By the way, this is the same Marie Yovanovitch who had me on the watch list. Remember, she told she was trying to get the government to watch. Oh, remember we were on that list? I played oh, yeah. the judicial watch thing. Yeah. Why was I being watched, Joe? It's all a conspiracy theory, right? I probably like the show. It's, yeah. People are what? so stupid. They believe. <laughs> I love that was a great line. I got to let Joe the other day. is like, I hope she subscribed to that. I do. I hope so. We need it. We're yeah. almost at our 300,000 YouTube subscribers. Only 6,000 away. <laughs> Sign up right now. Yeah. Love it. Sign up today. Now. Doubling and tripling down on St. Yovanovitch, who yeah. now apparently, according to Kent's own testimony, may have been involved in this do not prosecute list. There's another great piece. Check this one out about Yovanovitch at Fox News. Be up in the show notes, Greg Ree. 
Yovanovitch communicated with Democrat staffer on a delicate issue after the whistleblower complaint. New emails show. Despite her testimony. Uh, St. Yovanovitch oh. can't lie. Oh. He's incapable of lying. She's to be beatified, Joe. She's a saint. Oh, yeah. Marie Yovanovitch did nothing wrong. Trump's the bad guy, right, Joe? So Yovanovitch, check this out. Here, I'll, You know what? Let me play this. This was Tucker Carlson last night. He had a great show. Who We now have emails. Marie Yovanovitch, who's supposed to be a saint, apparently was communicating with Democrat staffers. Although she said she didn't respond. So check out Tucker addressing the specific issue. Well, Congressman Lee Zeldin of New York asked Ambassador Yovanovitch directly about the email. Yovanovitch claimed that she never personally responded to it, never responded to the Democratic staffer. In fact, it turns out that she did respond. In fact, she said she, quote, looked forward to chatting with you to that staffer. And as Congressman Zeldin pointed out, the ambassador's original answer, which was dishonest, was given under oath. That's not possible. Tucker's clearly lying. Yovanovitch is a beatified saint. She had nothing to do with the do not prosecute list that George Kent, one of her deputies, said existed, right? Yeah. Nothing to do with it. Apparently, we were being watched, but been surveilled by them, but it was all innocent. Don't you worry. Yeah. Apparently, according to more than credible witnesses, she was badmouthing and trashing her own president overseas while working for the U.S. government, not for herself, as the ambassador for the Trump administration. No, that can't be true either. And in her testimony, she apparently said something that's not so true. Now, check out her testimony in case you, you know, you have, uh, this, this is, by the way, leaked with Adam Schiff. This is Adam Schiff leaking this out. So she's asked by Zeldin. She said, Zeldin says, did you receive any subsequent requests to testify to the House committee or to come in to speak with someone at the House committee following the initial email from the Democrat staffer? By the way, she says she didn't respond to. Was there any follow-up? Here's St. Yovanovitch. Well, as I said, there was a second email where she said, oh, okay, you know, who should I be talking to? Listen to this next line. I didn't respond to that email because I had already transferred everything to the State Department and I figured they would be in touch and they were. Okay, um, just not true. That That's just not true. She did respond. Why is she lying about communicating with a Democrat staffer? Because, ladies and gentlemen, there's a large body of suspicion out there that, again, this conspiracy to fabricate a whistleblower complaint about a transcript that doesn't contain a deal the Democrats are telling you there's a deal on. They needed Yovanovitch, St. Yovanovitch, to be a, a uh, an attack witness against Trump. So it's probably uh, based on just an overwhelming body of information. It's strongly likely Yovanovitch was involved in this in the beginning. This whole fake plot to take down Trump. But she's a saint. You can't question her, Joe. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed to question Colonel Vindman either because he served in the military. But you again, tear apart Mike Flynn at all costs. Lieutenant General Flynn, because he was in the military. But the military service doesn't count you know, when, you're, uh, uh, when, you, when you can benefit or your, your testimony can benefit Donald Trump. It only, it only counts when you're shredding Donald Trump. As always... There's going to be more. In a moment, I'm going to get to this Washington Examiner piece. Some more great work out there where we find out that the whistleblower for a GS-13 employee, which I'll explain in a minute, seems to be really well connected to people. My gosh. Before we get to that final sponsor of the day, ladies and gentlemen, U.S. Law Shield, do not carry your firearm naked. Huh? What? What do you mean? I don't go outside naked, no less carry a firearm. That's not what I'm saying. 
Do not carry your firearm without the protections of U.S. law shield. Listen, I keep seeing these insane stories about gun owners being prosecuted or referred for prosecution for defending themselves. It's insane. Here's an example. A Texas woman was cleaning her home in the middle of the day when a pistol-packing intruder broke in. She grabbed her gun, hid in the closet, but he found her. True story. When he opened the door to the closet, she fired one shot, center mass. When the authorities arrived, he was pronounced dead at the scene. Defending herself, right? But it's the last sentence in the story that caught my attention. Here's a quote from the actual story. The case will be referred to the district attorney's office to determine if charges will be filed. Wait, what? Folks, every day, people like this woman are forced to defend the actions of themselves or others in self-defense and are dragged through the legal system for simply protecting their own lives or those of their family. Which is exactly why I'm a proud member of U.S. Law Shield. I don't go anywhere, carry anywhere without it. For less than $11 per month, you have immediate 24 7, 365 access to an attorney. But you won't have to pay a penny in attorney fees if this nightmare I just described ever happens to you. You have my word, you'll feel better knowing you have US, US Law Shield on your side if what happened to that lady in the story, God forbid, ever happens to you. Now they have a free $100 gift for any of my listeners who go to uslawshield.com slash Dan right now. Check them out, no strings attached. Get the peace of mind you deserve and your free $100 gift in the process. USLawShield.com slash Dan. Don't carry naked. That's USLawShield.com slash Dan. Check them out today. Okay. Amazingly, and I do mean amazingly, this story gets worse. This whole fake whistleblower, fake quid pro quo, fake Adam Schiff, fake Sonny Hostin, fake nonsense garbage, fake it's a felony to uh, out the whistleblower. None of this is true. None of it. Now we find out that the alleged whistleblower, Charamella, according to this Washington Examiner story, which will be in the show notes, we now find out that this guy was really, really well connected. This is crazy. I've never seen anything like this. Alleged whistleblower. This is by Dan Shaitlin and Jerry Dunleavy. Do good work over there. Alleged whistleblower Eric Charamella was Biden's guest at a State Department banquet. Oh, all right. Well, what's the problem with that? <laughs> well, folks, before I get to the portion of the piece from the Washington Examiner, yeah. I just want to describe something, having been a federal employee myself. We have this GS scale. It's a ranking. of It determines your pay and your rank. The GS scale in the government, right? Now, that GS scale... Uh, it, it goes up to, to 15. Now, that GS 15, 1 to 15 scale, again, determines your pay and your rank. In the Secret Service, a GS 14 was a supervisor. A GS 15 was a pretty high-level supervisor. And above those people, you have what's called SES, Senior Executive Service. Those are the bigwigs. People have political connections like the director of the Secret Service, the assistant director, but mm -hmm. senior executive service goes throughout the government. So those are the bigwigs. So you get it? You have SES, yeah. 15, 14, 13. Third, GS-13, you can be a supervisor in some agencies as a GS-13. You know, you, that's very few. You can be. But typically it's 14 and above. GS-13 is generally in the FBI, Secret Service, and elsewhere is generally a, a journeyman status. It's the highest level you can get as a non-super. You get that? I was a GS-13. These are journeymen. And I, I, that, that's not like a pejorative. It's just the highest rank you can get without being promoted. I left 12 years in, which is roughly when you get promoted, okay? So a GS-13 is typically not a manager 
in any sense in any of the larger federal agencies. Everybody track that. I hate yeah, for the tutorial here, but it's important because look at this piece from the Washington Examiner now. The, when you see the, the, the snippet here, it's going to make sense. So Real Clear Investigations, which named Charamella as the whistleblower last week, the report cites U.S. officials who said the invite to Charamella, a relatively low-level GS-13 federal employee, was unusual and signaled he was politically connected inside the Obama White House. He was a guest of Joe Biden at an Obama White House dinner for the Italian prime minister. Conveniently, right around the time the whole Spygate thing was going on. Wow, what a dink that one is, huh? A GS-13? Folks, I'm being self-deprecated. It's a great, it's a nice rank. It's not bad. To get to 13, it's a right. decent amount of money. Yeah. Um, I was a whip. A, a, a whip is kind of like a non-official supervisor. Supervisor, you run the section in the Secret Service. You can do lead advances for the president. But the Secret Service is a very flat agency. Very flat. There aren't that many 14s, 15s, and SES. So the 13s, GS-13s, pretty much run the other. But ladies and gentlemen... I'm telling you as a GS-13, I have never been invited as a guest of the vice president or the president or even the secret service director <laughs> to any official state dinner. This guy, Charamella, folks, seems to have a whole lot of connections. I'm sure you're going to see more on that. Here's one more I just want to pile on. So I got this from a communications person on the Trump team. Here's a tweet about the alleged whistleblower Charamella, his lawyer, Mark Zayed, who has some really fascinating tweets. This is at Tim Murtaugh. So he tweets, here are actual tweets from the lawyer for the, quote, whistleblower. January 2017, Joe. This is the whistleblower's Jeez lawyer. Louise. The coup has started. <laughs> January 2017. Impeachment will follow. July of 2017. I predict CNN will play a key role. July of 2017, we will get rid of him. Talking about the president. Murtaugh speculates, is it any wonder this guy eventually found a client? If I only well, had a brain. Jeez Louise. If I only had a brain. Yeah. I mean, seriously, folks. You, I mean, uh, I said last night on Hannity and I meant it. Damn. This is an impeachment for imbeciles. You really have to be a grade A level moron to believe what's going on right now is actually based on any merit. This is clearly a scam. It has always been a scam. It's been a scam from day one. It is a sucker's impeachment. There is nothing about, there was no deal. It was no manipulated transcript. There was no quid pro quo. The lawyer clearly had it out for Trump from the beginning talking about a coup. The guy who's the alleged whistleblower, is a fake whistleblower, by the way, shows up at these dinners as guests of the president's GS-13. That'd be like a, you know, a, a police officer, a patrolman with 10 years on the job being invited by the mayor. You'd be like, wow, who does he know? Yeah. Suckers. This is totally for suckers. All right, I've got a couple more things to get to, but they're good stories, including more Bernie Sanders nonsense. And I, I, I on a mission to debunk this story, a really, really horrible story about Donald Trump that when you look at it, you're like, wow, he stole money from veterans? This is horrible. Complete garbage. Our Debunk This guy, Matt Palumbo, who has a Debunk This section and a book called Debunk This, wrote an article. I'm going to get to that at the end. But first, Bernie Sanders. Can someone, please, anyone, buy this guy an economics textbook? Anyone? Econ 101? Econ for kindergartners? Econ for idiots? Look at this tweet by this guy. Oh, my gosh, Bernie Sanders. People buy this. 
He says, quote, say Bill Gates was actually taxed at $100 billion. This is crazy, Bernie. We could end homelessness and provide safe drinking water to everyone in this country. Bill would still be a multi-billionaire. Our message, the billionaire class cannot have it all when so many have so little. <sighs> stupid. 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 Do you understand the level of economic ignorance in this? So just to be clear, you're suggesting a confiscation of Bill Gates as well. I don't even like Bill Gates, okay? I think the guy's a flaming liberal who just has it in for us at every opportunity, conservatives. I, I don't give a hoot about Bill Gates. But ladies and gentlemen, this stuff sounds good to idiots. Yes, too yeah. much. Take it and give it to other people. Okay, what are those people going to do with it? Do you understand the economic wealth and value Bill Gates and his companies have created for the entire world? Because they took the money they had and did something with it, created operating systems, computers that made the economy more efficient, that made workers more productive, that made workers more valuable to the companies they worked at, that made the entry-level employees of Microsoft, entry, I don't mean entry-level skills, I mean the beginning that had stock, that made them all millionaires to start their own companies and hire more people. Do you have any idea how economics works? You're suggesting the money in the hands of extremely intelligent people who founded companies. I'm not judging their character. I don't know. I don't even like this guy. I don't even like him. I'm simply stating to you a fact that he had an idea, a company called Microsoft, that sold products that nobody else thought of. Right. Because if they thought of it, they would have beat Bill Gates to the product. Or let me rephrase that. Some people say, well, someone else. Yeah. You had a plan. You may have had the exact same plan as Bill Gates, but your plan wasn't as good as his plan because he beat you to the punch. That's called capitalism and free markets, folks. I got a plan for a product I'm going to be launching, so I haven't announced it yet. Other people thought of it too. We're just going to do it better. Stay tuned. A lot better. Does this guy get basic economics? Do you understand the cost and quality problem? When you remove money from people who have an incentive to create a product at a good cost and of high quality that will sell to people who are concerned about price and quality, you will get entrepreneurs who produce products. But they're selfish. Who cares? Everybody's selfish, including government bureaucrats who steal your money for political reasons. What I care about is a productive economy with cost-effective quality products. When the government spends, Milton Friedman always says, the four ways to spend money. The worst way to spend money yeah. is government taking people's money and spending it on other people. Government, it doesn't care. It's not even their product. They're taking your money and they're buying stuff for other people. They don't care about the cost. It's not their money. And they don't care about the quality. It's not their product either. The most efficient way to spend money, when you spend money on yourself. Cost matters. It's your money. And quality matters. It's a product you're buying for yourself. That's why Bill Gates wanted more money and wanted to build products that would make him more money because he wanted to buy stuff for himself. Oh, that's uh, selfish. Oh, no, nobody in the government's selfish. Not only are people in the government more selfish most of the time, but they have no incentive to spend your money in a cost-effective manner or to even buy quality products. It's not even their stuff. 
Now, further debunking this nonsense, we had a radical far left. This is President Obama, who the media is constantly protecting. And there's a fascinating uh, set of research out by the Census Bureau that shows during the Obama years. So just to, to ground this for you again, Bernie's tweet is attacking the idea of capitalism, Joe, and suggesting that higher taxes will create a more equal basic economy for people in the middle class. Yeah, saw that. Yep. Basically fair economy, I should say, to be precise. Well, right? That's what he's suggesting. Yeah. The middle class will prosper better when there's bigger government. Well, we, we've already tested that, haven't we? Obama tried that. And you know what the new census did? Yes, census data. Not a right-wing think tank. Shows median incomes under the Obama years, folks. In eight years, median incomes, Joe Rose, $1,200. Ooh. Wow, is that a lot? Well, let's see. Trump's been president for three years. That's right. Not yeah. eight years yet. And median incomes under Trump have jumped clearly less than Obama, right? Because Bernie's right. I mean, cutting taxes, of course, this is just creating more inequality. $5,300. Oh. Trump, three years. Median income goes up $5,003. Uh, right. Excuse me, $5,003, the precise number. Obama, eight years, $1,200. Trump, Obama. Trump, Obama. Middle class up, Trump. Middle class down, Obama. Middle class up, Trump. Middle class down, Obama. I know visuals are a little tough for liberals, but I'm trying to make it a, you know, create some kind of visual analogy to penetrate the lead-based coating, the adamantium coating of your skulls. Your Wolverine-like ability to coat your skull with adamantium so facts can't penetrate. We've already tried Bernie's model. It failed. We had the worst recovery from a recession in modern U.S. history, yeah. and we had median U.S. income. In other words, middle-class people. Their incomes in eight years barely moved, only up $1,200. Trump's been in office three years, took the exact opposite approach, deregulation and tax cuts, and median incomes are up $5,000. $5,000, 1000 5000 1000 Don't let that get in the way of your stupid story, Bernie. Yes, we should confiscate everybody's wealth. And spread it around because the government is such an incentive, these unselfish bureaucrats, to make the world a better place for people. No, no, they have one incentive, getting reelected and lining their own pockets. Cut the crap. What are you, an idiot? <laughs> All right. Last story for the week. A bad one, but a good one when we debunk it. Because you'll see that not only is this story patently false and a total lie, but it actually reflects positively on the Trump team when you find out the truth. Now, this is a real, please read this. It's on my website. Again, in the show notes, subscribe to my newsletter, Bongino.com. We'll send them right to you. Matt Palumbo, my resident fact checker. His debunk this section is great on my website. Please check it out. New York fines Trump $2 million for helping a veterans charity? Wait, what? So the story we heard yesterday, yeah. I'm going to put up a screenshot for uh -huh. the story we heard yesterday, Joe, was devastating to Trump. Yeah. That Trump was supposed to be helping his veterans charity and they didn't. And it was all a scam. And New York fined them $2 million for you. Like, wow, that Trump, that's horrible. He was supposed to be helping veterans and, and they didn't do what did they steal the money? Oh, my gosh. Trump is. And of course, the media parrot knuckleheads peanut gallery lunatics who just, there's no, I didn't even want to call them the media. It's just, so they're not media. It's a joke. This is Pravda. There you go. Of course, ran with the story with the most sensational headlines you've ever seen. 
Well, what actually happened? Well, as Matt writes in the piece, first let's set up what they said here. So according to the lawsuit, Joe, those evil Trumps allowed their foundation to be used as little more than a checkbook to serve Mr. Trump's business and political interests. Oh, man, and all at the expense of veterans, this is horrible. Well, Matt, who actually checks facts, you know, unlike the media, writes this. Well, in reality, this lawsuit was set off by the following series of events. Listen very closely to what happened and tell me if this comports with the media story that Trump's stealing money from veterans. Fact point number one. Listen up, media people. Ahead of the 2016 Iowa caucus, candidate Trump held a fundraiser. The fundraiser raised $2.8 million, which was all given to veterans' charities. Wait, I thought he stole the money. Oh, well, there's more. There's more. It gets better. Fact point number two. Listen up, media lunatics. The funds were raised through the Trump Foundation, but campaign staff managed the fundraiser and distributed the funds to charities. I, wait, I th- again, I thought he stole the money here. Okay, fact point number three. Liberals decided that these funds counted as a campaign contribution, 0% of which went to the Trump campaign, by the way. And a judge agreed that it helped further Mr. Trump's political campaign. Okay. Oh, my gosh. The verdict is in. We now live in absolute peak stupid. So just to be clear on the facts... Again, media lunatics pay attention. I know you don't do these kind of things. But maybe one day we'll break through the adamantium stupid shield on your skulls and you'll get it. So because someone on Trump's campaign staff was involved in this, but all the funds were donated to veterans charities, the liberals fined the Trump team $2 million, alleging that it somehow benefited the Trump campaign, although the Trump campaign did not take any of the actual money that went to the veterans charities. Again, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because the headline is already out there. A lie travels around the world. There we go. You know the old quote? Yeah. It doesn't matter. The liberal media is not in this to do anything resembling journalism or fact dissemination and distribution. They are in this for one reason only, to Pravda-like Soviet-style indoctrinate you into a false belief system which attacks any conservative, including the president, and pumps up the reputation of Democrats at the expense of reality. $2,800,000 donated to a veterans charity and New York, the sleazy New York, horrendous jokes of a politician, find the Trump team $2 million. And you wonder, why the president is evacuating New York. And, and I highly, highly recommend, I'm sorry I have to say this, my, my home state. I grew up in New York until I was in my 20s, so did my wife. If you were a conservative or libertarian, a liberty-loving Democrat, a liberty-loving Republican, do yourself a favor and evacuate that state at all costs. I am genuinely sorry, but I cannot, I cannot with, 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 any semblance of integrity tell you the opposite. I know it's bothersome to people. We should stay and fight. And you know what? I wrote an article about that years ago. I thought that too. Folks, you know what? There are places that need you in this fight. New York is a lost cause. They are not committed to big R, God-given rights, free speech, liberty, none of it. There's a judge yesterday in New York. They're trying to get pro-lifers out of state. Andrew Cuomo said he doesn't want you. There are states like Florida, Ohio, Texas, 
battleground states like Colorado, even Virginia, which may have some hope, maybe, that could use you. New York does not want you. I am genuinely, authentically sorry that I have to say that. They don't want, they are not interested in liberty, freedom, your money, your job, and why you would continue to contribute, if you can, some can't, to an economy in that state that is openly, vocally attacking you right now. My former home state is, is, is beyond belief. It makes no sense. Get out while you can. I'm sorry about that. I mean that. I really am. I love that place. But the place I grew up in was far different. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Our most listened to week of shows ever. That's even before today. So uh, you all have been great. Thanks for sharing our content and all the Redditors out there put my stuff on Reddit. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Please share our content. It's free. You can go to youtube.com slash Bongino and subscribe. We're only about five, 6,000 subscribers away from 300,000. So I'd appreciate that. It's free. And please subscribe to our audio podcast on Apple Podcasts, iHeart, SoundCloud, elsewhere. It helps us move up the charts and people find the show. Thanks, folks. I'll see you all next week. Good day, sir. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud and follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.